There we go. Finally, the recording is working. Sebastian, welcome to the Mother Earth Heroes show. I'm here with Sebastian Neumann. He co-founded Sharkbite and we are happy to talk with you today about a topic, Imagine 2030. So Sebastian, welcome to the show. Thank you to be in the show. Um, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> it's a cool opportunity to, to speak about Sharkbite and also to speak about um, one of my favorite topics at the moment, like imaginable for 2030. Sebastian, when you think about Sharkbite, how would you explain it to your grandma? <laughs> to my grandma? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a nice question. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good question. Like, what should my, uh, my grandma know about Sharkbite? Like, um, we want to help companies um, to become the companies of 2030. Now we have the, the date again, like becoming the companies for tomorrow, like because there are different challenges uh, we need to tackle. And so the companies need to transform um, itself uh, from from the today's state uh, to the state of 2030, like something similar we, um, we experienced with the digital transformation in the last uh, or the last years, the last decade. How could we call this transformation? Because I heard about it a lot in the past and what I really love is the thought of um, bringing together the digitalization and the transformation we're currently having. You could name, maybe name it sustainability or so, but how do you call it? I would call it also like uh, sustainable transformation um, because at the end, like, uh, let's imagine, uh, or how, I, how do I start to speak with, uh, with clients? Like, um, it's the same, like, imagine your company in 2030 and imagine your company in a context of 2030 where the world is reached the sustainable development goals, uh, the 17 goals by the United Nations. And how does your, lo your company looks like in 2030? Mm -hmm. And um, when we go before we dive deeper into the topic of your consulting work and what you, what you exactly do, um, maybe you tell us a little bit about like, what for project do you do with Sharkbite? What is it um, you are currently working on uh, with companies and especially what for companies you are working with? Yeah. First of all, I, I should mention that we we are consultancy and a company builder. Like the, the, I think the two topics are important, and that our projects are in the, in the intersection of uh, innovation and sustainability. So um, when we started uh, Sharkbite, when I started Sharkbite with my three co-founders. Um, we, um, we experienced uh, the digital transformation. We had companies to build um, digital products, digital services, or um, digital startups. Um, and so we came from this direction of uh, innovation and digitalization. And um, I, re I remember my, my last project uh, in, my f in the former company I worked for, um, it was about sport nutrition. And I asked myself, like, uh, like I think there's a, a lot of people have this, like, sometimes you ask yourself, like, stop, uh, what, what do I do here? What is, like, my purpose? What, what is important for me? Um, I had some projects which, are, which were really important for me, but at the end there were projects, even, like, um, if you start, like, 
a new project and it's like kind of your baby you you really into it but at the same time i ask myself like do we need more muscle power in the world and i don't know how would you answer this question <laughs> it depends on uh, what what we use it for right the yeah exactly 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 <laughs> but i get your point <laughs> exactly and if i speak for myself this was um, one of the reasons i want to um to help companies to build like um startups or building new business with with a purpose and this was kind of one of the reasons uh, to start with uh, with Sharkbird innovation and how does it look like on the ground like let's say there's a company i think um, what i heard from our talk before you especially working with smes right um and there 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 is a there is a corporation or a smaller a smaller um, company and they they want to imagine And they actually want to, um, yeah, go in a direction uh, which is, um, which is on one side profitable, but especially as well serving the SDGs. So, how does that look like on the ground? There are different levels, um, of course. Like um, same, like as you, with, the, with, the, with your question beforehand. Um, typical, there's no typical project. Like doing innovation, it's uh, there's no typical project, but. There are different um, um, things you do. You do it in-house, which calls like entrepreneurship. So you help a team in-house uh, to um, build something new. And then you, there's another option. Um, you bring the power from the outside. This means like you um, you connect uh, people from the inside with startups and uh, startups with um, with great ideas uh, to really tackle some of the challenges. And then the third thing is like to say, okay, let's uh, just do it outside and um, support some startups or um, work together with, uh, with an outside team uh, to build something new. Mm. And um, for this reason, there's no this typical project. But um, for example, one thing we did um, with, um, with a German corporation, we went to uh, Nigeria, to Lagos. Um, to have a look in this uh, ecosystem there and uh, to meet uh, startups to see like what are they working on um, because I believe um, the African continent it's, uh, it's really important uh, for us to, um, to work on the sustainable development goals um, not just that we go there um, and um, do the work there and say okay we are <laughs> the Europeans and Uh, we come here to help you. No, this is not the right way. But it's it's more like that we can learn from them, that we can see what's 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 there, and that we can co-create together with them um, 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 things there over there. And at the same time, also like um, use the assets from uh, from German corporations to um, to build new um, to use this this knowledge we have already um, over there. I really like the um, the idea of um, the yeah the, the transformation from either within bringing some help from the outside in the sense of integrating the startup or building a startup um, outside of the company itself. Uh, so that are three I think really really concrete imaginable points. Um, when we think about uh, the the terminology zebra, 
um, which he brought up in our last call as well. Um, like, do you see, um, how do you see the connection to that? I mean, because it, this sounds like, this way of innovating sounds like that there is needed a lot of bringing people together, either than just disrupting the market from completely outsiders and taking over and something. It seems like a dif different um, approach to things. Exactly. Um, we started last year um, with our own accelerator. Um, the first time not working together with, uh, with one single company, but um, we decided to, um, to apply for a grant uh, from the Berlin uh, State and the European Union to start our own accelerator. And for this, supporting startups, um, you always have, like in Berlin or in the whole world, yeah, you have like the word unicorns and everybody wants to become a unicorn. And, and if you think about like um, our economy is, is not working anymore, <laughs> it's, it's not good for the planet. And um, the unicorns, uh, first of all, like the economy is broken and one reason is because of the unicorns. And if I just bring one example of, of Airbnb, even if it's, uh, if it's a nice service, and uh, I think the founder, he really had a good idea to build something. He, he couldn't afford his own flat, uh, so he, he was thinking, okay, what can I do? I offer my, um, my, um, my couch to people and so I could uh, make some money and now I build a business around it. And today, today from, this, from this really good idea that um, the people who don't have much money can afford their flats or get a, um, an extra payment. Now we have the problem in cities, uh, I think like all over the world, in bigger uh, capitals like Berlin, for example, um, that Airbnb changed uh, or increased the rents for people because uh, um, the whole system changed because of this. And um, Airbnb is now this, this huge, powerful company But they actually created problems. They, they, have, they have solved, I would say, some problems, but also they, they created new problems. And what we want to build, we want to build uh, zebras. Um, I came across uh, the zebra terminology um, last year at the Bayreuther Dialoge and the co-founder of the Tomorrow Bank, uh, a bank for sustainable uh, financing or sustainable, uh, sustainable um, bank, um, he told about that they are zebra, and I, I was listening to him. And I was like, "Yeah, we are also zebra, and we want to like Sharkbite is a zebra." Which is, uh, it's funny if you have a name uh, for an, an, an animal in your name, <laughs> then you say you're a zebra. Um, but this is a funny thing. Uh, and then we we started to build our um, website for the accelerator where um, startups could can apply. And then we said, okay, let's uh, let's call it like we want to. Uh, we not just want to to find companies who want to change mobility and to change the system, uh, but also they need to be zebras because if you just have a look at mobility, um, you need a lot of different services and products that it's working. We see this with uh, electromobility. Electromobility won't work if you don't have uh, the charging solutions and just the cars. So we need a combination of different uh, services and uh, we need the infrastructure, we need uh, the cars on the street. And um, so we need different players and the different players need to work together at the end. And this is like uh, the zebras uh, working together. They, they need to be for profit but also for cause 
So I haven't started shark bites that we just be there to make money. But at the same time, I, I thought like um, if you're just an, uh, if you're just company, um, social, a social business or an NGO uh, without the aim to make money, uh, it's pretty difficult to survive out there. So you need a, a combination of both. You need to be for profit and for cost. You need a purpose. And this is not just for me, this is also for, for our employees. And uh, this is uh, um, the thing which uh, this keeps you driving at the end. I recognize as well, as since we started to pod this podcast, we talked to a lot of um, people as well out of the NGO activism um, and, and like, I mean, it, out of a space which is not directly related to business in a way. And what we recognize in there as well is that there is such a huge energy and such a huge drive, but with a missing business model, it's really, really hard to keep the breath for, for a long time when there is no, when there is no source of income in a way. Yeah. And um, so I think as well that, that, that and I think it could be, and maybe you have some thoughts about this, uh, that there is a, is, a, is a misperception actually, and I haven't understood it completely as well, uh, about how money actually works and for what it is there. In a way, it's seen as the root cause of, of something, something bad. And um, I think businesses together with, uh, with a, a social or um, uh, ecological impact and which make revenue have been in the past, I mean, there haven't been so much businesses like that, um, but they are increasing right now because we see through regulations, mm -hmm. through uh, the whole movement around Fridays for Future, that there is coming so much change to us that actually now this business is exactly this business has been an opportunity. One guy on our podcast said, and uh, sustainability is a blue ocean for entrepreneurs. And I don't know how, uh, how you see that in your, in your consulting work, but I have the feeling that it's really becomes the truth. Maybe, maybe first of all, you're, you're totally right. And this is a good discussion about uh, money and capitalism. Um, when, I, when I say it uh, beforehand that the economy is kind of broken, um, mm. if, you, if you look back, or if I look back to my, my studies and what, I, uh, what did I learned uh, the years. Um, I studied in, uh, in Germany, in Ireland, uh, and it was really interesting, or now today it's really interesting for me to see like what have we learned. And um, this is all like all old uh, um, uh, knowledge at the end, uh, and they haven't included the, um, the planet, mm. the planet Earth. Like it's, it's a, they haven't really thought about it. Like this really intelligent uh, people uh, wrote really good stuff at the end but it's uh, um, about uh, like how the economy uh, should work and uh, we're still learning this in school but they are they are all things from the past and um, they kind of forgot uh, um, the society and uh, the planet and uh, if you just look at um, to make money and um, if you don't look at the, at the planet uh, um, and at the society I think it's it's not working anymore like To give you one or a few uh, figures, like eight men have the same wealth as 3.6 billion of the world's poorest people. Is this right? No, it isn't right. And if you look at uh, at the overweight in uh, of people in in the Western world, at the same time there are a lot of people dying because of hunger, 
And uh, last year there was a, um, an article that's in Bangkok they need to, um, to close down all the schools because of, uh, of the bad pollution uh, um, the day. And I think everybody knows uh, the things about the plastic in, in the oceans and also like the burning uh, um, rainforest or like the last weeks uh, burning Australia. Like it's, it's, uh, it's horrifying at the end, but it's, it's, uh, it's actually uh, made by us. <laughs> like we, we did this and I wouldn't say it's, it's the fault of the capitalism or the fault of the money. This is the other thing, yes. what I would say. Um, there's a good um, new book <laughs> um, from uh, Kate Robert, uh, the donut economist, and she describes um, a better uh, economic system in her book and uses uh, um, the idea of the donut. Um, like, you know, in the donut there's a middle part and an outer part, and in the middle part there are like the, the social foundation we need to root on our economic system, And in the outer part, we have the, the ecological uh, foundation at the end. Like, and if we don't have this imbalance, the economy won't work. Like, it will work, but we don't know how long. This is the problem. And so we need to, f to figure out to, to make it work again. And I think this is an this is important thing. And they used uh, the donut, the idea of the donut in her work, um, when um, like the United Nations use it when they develop the um, sustainable development goals and this is I think an important thing and, and to give you one more uh, one more point for um, as an answer um, the thing is like there are companies who understood it already like the sustainable transformation is already there it's not something um, we have started or it's just started uh, And it's not started just because now we have like uh, like everything in the media about climate change. There, there were companies out there already, but now it's now I think now it's there's bigger movement at the moment. Like if you, for example, if you look at the in the energy industry, like companies um, need to change. Like uh, we see this in Germany when uh, when they close down uh, the nuclear plants and now the coal energy, and so companies need to change. And there's a huge shift uh, in this industry at the end. For example, if we look at uh, at one of the old players like Shell, <laughs> it's uh, they're doing a, tr a sustainable transformation, and it's I think it's one of the companies which is uh, I would say. Uh, This is really hard for them. <laughs> I, would, I would say so, um, but they—they they just started. At the same time, um, we can't blame them uh, because uh, we still go uh, um, with our car to the, to the gas station uh, um, and go by car in the cities and outside the cities. And we just—we still need uh, Shell, but Shell also knows they need to change. And this is like one of the of the harder examples, I would say. When you talk about um, the, that eight people have as much money as 3.5 billion people and talk about um, um, uh, ob obesity in, in America and starving people, um, on the other hand, um, it sounds like, and this is what we got often as, as a really, really cool, in a way, um, concept, that there is a mismanagement of resources currently um, in our world. Um, and that... that Everything like it could work in a way. We are on the way to let this machine 
work again as we as we as we created it to work in a way. But currently there is a mismanagement. Um, would you see that um, Sharkbite and um, uh, companies who help with sustainable transformation um, can enable so that um, the resources from the one side where it's too much can go to the side where currently is too less so that we can have an equal or a more equal um, landscape um, of uh, food, money and, and so on in the world or how can we tackle this mismanagement in your opinion? This is a really big question. <laughs> I, first of all, I would say like... Um, The United Nations, they already started to work on this with the SDGs. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the really important things um, to see like that there is already a change. Um, maybe to mention one, one other book, I, I don't know, do you know the book Factfulness? Mm -hmm. um, it's about that the world is not as bad as we think of. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things improved. And um, this is a thing... Uh, First of all, like a lot of things already improved, but we are not there yet. This is the thing. And what what we are doing at the moment is like helping companies to translate the SDGs for the private sector because the SDGs are developed for um, for states, uh, for countries. And we need to help companies to understand the SDGs and to um, to see an opportunity in the challenges because it's, it's not about just it's a it's a huge challenge and it's 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 so bad and we won't uh, mm. we won't solve it it's it's most like um, an opportunities uh, for companies to to find a new competitive advantage and giving some purpose to their um, to their core business again or also building new um, um, new ideas and new business models out there and this is an important thing at the end like to see that uh, this should be an opportunity to um, to work on and we see this like for example if we if we it's, it's always easy to go back in time and then be, <laughs> be the smart person but if we, if we have a look at tesla for example uh, i think I, i would i would believe like even me uh, if i would be in the position to uh, to judge but um, for a lot of car companies was like I think it was incredible like that there, there was no chance that a new uh, new car company could arise and then uh, be more value than uh, like, than the bigger uh, car companies and but the idea uh, I think uh, Tesla um, Tesla has is first of all uh, El Musk said they are not a car company they're an energy company so he understood a few things really early and This because he has vision, and this is one thing we uh, we help our clients as well with, like having um, a vision, a vision for 2030, a vision for sustainability, and um, for still for a profitable uh, business model. And can, can you give us a few examples of, of uh, how visions like that could sound like for for SMEs, or is it like confidential <laughs> in your work? <laughs> It's um, first, first of all, it's not just SMEs; they're also bigger corporations. Mm. Um, um, but on the other hand, like I can't give you any um, any good example right now about it. Uh, it's it's mostly like 
if you if you still plant and you want to be uh, emission free um, uh, in 2030 this is a big vision you have 10 years and you know steel manufacturers they really have they really have a problem because of uh, like government regulations they need to to change at the same time their customers want that they change um, and um, you, and at the same time you, you if you look at uh, Chinese competitors, um, they can produce steel at a, at a lower price. And so they have some of, uh, of those bigger challenges, but why not work on, on the bigger challenge to be emission free? And this is like a vision um, companies need to work on and like in the steel manufacturing industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. You said um, uh, that uh, we, we talked about Tesla and that energy companies transform. Uh, that it's an energy company. What was the next step that you want to talk about? At the end, like as I mentioned, like then they succeeded because of the of the better vision at the end mm -hmm. and to build um, a new kind of company. And this is a thing like. Um, Companies from uh, like the traditional companies, I would say, uh, need to understand that they need to find a new way and and change their their business model. And as I said, like a lot of companies are already working on. And also like to think about how could we change the system, because it's uh, when I mentioned um, our Imagine 2030 um, accelerator, and we do this about mobility, and. If you if you think about how could you change uh, mobility in cities, you you can change like the um, that you don't use cars anymore, that you use bicycles, that maybe you have a different uh, technology uh, to go by car. Um, then you need a different infrastructure. Um, so this already like kind of system change, but a really a really huge change. Um, I like the one example of uh, of uh, farming, for example, like. Uh, urban farming um, if, if you for example look at the huge plants in, uh, um, in Spain like like I don't know what's in your uh, fridge but uh, mostly if you get a tomato or something it might be from Spain mm -hmm. and um, somebody needs to pick uh, the, the tomato there bring it here and this is uh, this is a problem this is a problem and if you change this system You don't need uh, the transportation like uh, from uh, from Spain to uh, to Germany anymore. But you you produce your tomatoes uh, in the city. Now it's a big challenge, of course. Like uh, especially like in, in Berlin, like to um, to have enough food in the city for all the people here. But I think um, some things like this needs to be done. And we see this, for example, with startup Infarm. Uh, they produce uh, like. Uh, Like salads in um, in uh, supermarkets right now, and this is I think it's a great idea at the end. And um, so, if you think about like how uh, the supermarket is changing, you won't maybe you won't have anybody anymore at the checkout, but you will have like uh, um, gardeners working in the supermarket. So it's it's a different kind of uh, workplace and it's a different kind of uh, system uh, then. And I think this would be. Maybe a world we would like to live in, and this is the question we need to ask ourselves.
Nice. I really like this um, going over the vision and not so much about over the pain in a way. So to 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 I mean that is that is as well maybe what stands behind Imagine Twenty Thirty. It's not about imagining. Oh God, it's gonna be so much worse than it is today. But more about an, an inspirational part and in what we actually uh, actually want to work work for. When we talk about all this change and you are you are in a way facilitating um, change um, for, for, for companies. What is when we when we go maybe on a big picture or or even on a on a more narrow picture, what is your theory of change? Do you have like some some theory behind it? Or is it more like really individual um, uh, and depends a lot on where the client is at the moment and what is really needed or is there a big S plan in, in the background of Shark Bay. Shark Bay. <laughs> there is a big, big plan. Uh, um, but I, I wouldn't answer this question uh, like this. I think, first of all, um, every client is individual. There's no um, blueprint you can use and say, okay, you need to do this and this. Mm -hmm. um, it's all also always about the people um, because uh, I think it's uh, an organization is based on people working for a company, and um, and sometimes we see this in uh, in a lot of companies that um, at the work in, at your workplace you act differently <laughs> than at home, um, and there are also surveys about it that uh, that sometimes people uh, at home you have like the um, eco energy, and at your workplace um, you you make this you make. A similar decision but against the eco uh, energy because of um, of money or something and and I think this is one thing and we, we need to understand that uh, that we are still people and we also need to be the same people at home and uh, in our offices and we need to um, to do this in uh, in our context of work like what is necessary to um, Like if we if we be really strict with with it and look outside at Friday for Future uh, um, demonstrations, we need this change. Otherwise, we won't survive as as humanity. And if we don't believe in um, in sustainability, we don't believe in humanity. And this is not what I said, even if I said it right now. But this is uh, this is a really nice saying from uh, the director of the um, Climate Institute from Potsdam. And he's totally right. So companies need to change in this way, otherwise we, we won't survive. But at the same time, if you if you think about uh, also about uh, companies, like why should they change as well? Like it's uh, first of all we have the the government regulations, and there will be more government regulations uh, we need to adjust to, and we can think about it ahead or we just follow them and this is one thing then we have the customers the customer demands like this is one force which is really important so we will change uh, we see this for example in the um, in the banking industry I mentioned the tomorrow bank uh, for sustainability and they will lead the future of banking maybe because of, because of their focus on sustainability and uh, Companies like Deutsche Bank, uh, they really need to think about their business model for, for this reason. And and one other thing is like uh, the financial market, if you just speak about the financial market, if you want to get money financing your company, um, we now um, um, had this in the news from, from BlackRock or also like from the Norwegian uh, 
fund. They don't invest in uh, in um, in some uh, um, assets anymore, in some companies anymore, and so and this will be even more strict in the future. So uh, this is one other reason you need to change. And then I mentioned the um, the Friday for Future kids. I don't believe, I actually don't believe uh, that these kids, uh, they won't work uh, for the companies uh, like which are, uh, which are not following the SDGs, which are not want to change the world. And so if, if you uh, speak about uh, war for talent, uh, this will increase. And so this will be one other reason. And then we have companies like Tesla um, or even like in, uh, in the food industry, like uh, we see this here in, uh, in Berlin uh, with um, bio company, um, a supermarket chain which changed the landscape. Then we have like um, companies uh, like in the production of fruit, like um, Beyond Meat, for example. Um, so there are a lot of different options right now outside there. So companies need to change because otherwise uh, somebody else will do it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think um, that is that is something what we experienced through the podcast as well. We, when we started out with the podcast, um, had the mindset of, all right, things are not moving. We need to find out about the root cause, why things are not moving, and change it. But through the podcast, actually, we saw that there is such a huge wave going on already towards a more sustainable world. And it, it seems like that there we're going to see the hockey stick um, arising as well because uh, we talked um, after Davos to a lot of people at our podcast guests um, who talked about a completely completely different conversations in, in a way of how intense they have been and uh, there how our world business leaders actually talk about sustainability and the change of the world as a, as a, as a really important topic and there are big commitments as you said from BlackRock from European Union from, from like big capital intense institutions who are showing the direction in a way and when well, before you come up with your question I yeah. just need to interrupt you um, you're right but at the same time if I compare um, my visits in Africa and speaking with uh, uh, with startups and with uh, corporations there everybody knows the SDGs mm. everybody says hey we are focusing on this SDG or this and if I go to uh, German corporations um, even like there's a global compact which is not just from German corporations but from other corporations of the world as well and they have the SDGs on their website but if I ask them in, um, at a keynote and so the people are in, in a meeting and ask them um, if they know the SDGs and I'm sometimes really disappointed that there are not as many people in Africa uh, uh, rising uh, their hands and saying, yeah, I, I know the SDGs. Uh, they're still kind of unknown. Mm. And this is one, one of the things I, I just wanted to mention because I think, yes, a lot of people speak about it, mm. but uh, we are not yet there for the hockey stick. Mm. We, but we need to be there. We have 10 years. Mm. We have 10 years. But okay. we need to start right now. The, the, and and when you when you talk about translating the SDGs and exactly that um, that not so many people are raising their hands, um, when we talk about innovation, war of talents, do you see is that something which the people are like listening really careful to and they are really interested in and they want to get aggressive on, on the SDGs, 
or is it more kind of like, all right, there are just guys coming around and a, a, a few people can come in contact with you, but the, the most majority isn't that interested actually in, in, in doing something about it? No, at the end, it's like, um, this is what, what I said beforehand, um, to reach the, the person, mm. to reach the person who is working at a company because um, they are enthusiastic about the SDGs. If, if we speak about the SDGs, they're, they're like, okay, this, this is really cool. And they, they want to have a purpose um, in their company. They want to work for something good. Um, and not just going home uh, and um, having family time and have, having like this, this separate life, but also um, at work, they want, to, they want to do something. And, and the better thing is like, uh, it's not, as I said, like, it's not that you just do this for, for, social, uh, for social good or something. You, you do this also for profit and there's a huge opportunity. And this is thing like the SDGs uh, or what I um, experienced that people are inspired by the SDGs. They are uh, inspired by sustainability to come up with new solutions at the end. Yeah, that is, I think... That is something um, so powerful as well, right? When um, have you have you ever worked together with a board who all aligned around some uh, great vision and they pushed it uh, together with the company? Have you worked with with such a company in the past? And when yes, how how was it different from like more? Um, okay, we do now little set. You know, there are these companies who make big commitments in a way, and they all align together. And it feels like they are one big wall all together standing um, towards the outside in a way and in other companies there's more like okay we will make small approaches now here and there do you have the feeling this big commitments like is it is it a way to ensure winning or have you seen as well this big commitments fail really 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 hard because when you go big step it, it comes at a big risk or doesn't it I wouldn't say it's a big risk if you if you don't do innovation. It's a big risk. There's a saying like innovate or die, and uh, here here we have the same. Like um, if we if companies don't um, innovate, they they won't survive. And at the same time, if we don't innovate to save our planet, we won't survive as humanity. So there are two things. Um, but what you mentioned is yeah, of course it's it's a problem. Um, I would say. You need to separate companies from each other, um, and there are some things which is which are not working. Like for example, bonuses. If you want need to reach your bonuses end of the year, um, I think it's really hard for innovation. It's very hard to um, to work on new sustainable business models at the end. But at the same time, and I would say, there's a difference between like um, family-owned companies mm -hmm. because. I really love to work with family-owned companies with somebody who's responsible and want to bring the company to the next generation and has this this bigger view and also the, the vision for the future and has a responsibility. And there are a lot of uh, business owners in Germany, they, uh, they feel this responsibility, not just for their, um, for their family, but also uh, for the society. And I really like this. Um, but on the other hand, with um, like with DAX companies, like Fortune uh, companies, like in the US, um, even if I, I, I wouldn't say they're, they're bad or something, but the thing is like um, the, the bonus system 
is not um, in um, it's not working in this way that people are need to support innovation and at the same time okay you, yes you can build like an innovation unit you can have your innovation lab but at the same time um, I believe like from the point of view from this uh, innovator and innovation consultant um, everybody needs to work on innovation or not, not everybody but the company needs to to move together the core, and, right? yeah the core needs to to work um, together and uh, needs to improve um, and this is something that's really really hard if you just have a look at the at the next uh, next year and also like for um, for the board it's sometimes really hard mm -hmm. to to take the step When we um, talk about um, this uh, innovate or die, I think um, uh, that this when we, this is actually actually what um, brings a huge stress as well, not just to companies but as well to society in a way. That is what we see in elections that there are right parties arising because the feeling I got in a talking uh, to people who are really into that is um, that that brings a lot of um, scarcity. Um, within itself. So when I work in a company who has this mindset and I'm maybe not so agile um, towards change, um, a lot of people may have the, the fear to lose jobs, to don't know what the future holds for them. Uh, what, how can a company be innovative in a way, but takes care as well, especially when we talk about family-owned companies uh, who may have a deeper relation to their, to their work, workers, um, how can they bring them in in a way and, and, and show them that they are a part of this innovation and that they won't fall off? Mm -hmm. I, have, I have two things on my mind. The first thing is like lifelong learning. Um, the thing is, um, now it's something really personal. <laughs> If I think about my, my dad, he started to work when he was 14 and he got retired two years ago. And he worked for the same company. And I think today um, we have a different um, yeah, it's, it's, we have a different system and we, we need to, to learn like like, um, like all the years and we, our job will change. We, we won't have the same job like even I working in innovation, I won't have the same job in, in a couple of years anymore. And this is we need to be prepared of and this is the thing we need to um, to to learn the, the whole time we need to learn new skills and companies need to help the employees to to be ready um, before it's too late at the end and there's a study out there from I think Cambridge or Oxford like they uh, calculate the probability of jobs which won't exist anymore in, in a couple of years because of digitalization and Uh, it's not the taxi driver who's in danger. <laughs> There's also a high probability with the taxi driver, but there are other jobs which are even more um, insecure. Um, and so it's, it's actually uh, the companies need to help their employees to, um, to improve, but at the same time, like the, the government needs to help and to, to um, build support systems uh, for people before it's too late, because we, uh, if... If they are unemployed, then it's really hard to get them back in, in jobs. This is one thing. Now, now um, speaking about innovation again, um, what, what we're doing is uh, entrepreneurship, um, helping people inside the company, learning skills 
like design thinking, uh, lean startup uh, methods, um, and build helping them in a in a program to to be agile and to start to understand a problem and then building a solution for it. Mm-hmm. And for this, it's not important. Um, that the age is not important of the people who do entrepreneurship. Not even like that younger people are more open than older people. Um, I believe this, but it's not true. It's not true. And at the same time, it's not important like if the people are like academics or non not academics, or if they are in uh, in accounting or in, in different uh, function in the company. Like it's uh, it's important like to have a mixed team and to to help them um, with, with coaching, um, with guidance to learn new methods and then to really develop some, something new. And, and what I found really interesting when we do this, like is this, this energy developing from the people. And like this, um, they do the, the daily work all the time and then we come in and do um, like this program with them, which can um, take like... Uh, three months or sometimes longer it's depending how much uh, time they have in between because they still uh, mostly they still work on in their normal jobs because it's it's pretty hard for uh, companies to say okay now you can this, <laughs> you, you, this guy can uh, <laughs> can work like three months in as his entrepreneurship program mm-hmm. no it's it's actually um let's say they develop such a huge energy to to work uh, on a on a solution for something, and this is what I found really really interesting. And when we talk about uh, this lifelong learning, and um, what are what are concepts you have seen out there? How companies can ensure that um, that let's imagine there is an inter- entrepreneurship team in a company, and they came out with an amazing new business model, and the whole company um, is going in the direction of this new innovation, and they will really change their narrative and they, they, they change how they see their own business and a lot of people or is that the case sometimes I wouldn't say it's this case um, okay. it's not like this it's uh, it's most like there's not a single business model or it shouldn't be a single business mm, model this yeah. this is this is the case uh, you should have as a company you should have a portfolio of different business models mm. um, and um, so and you should you should <laughs> um, like the the old business models they're not bad they make the money and they're most like the cash cows so it's it's not right to say okay no we need to move and we need to forgot all the old stuff and all the people who develop the old stuff they're not important anymore no this is not working so we need to develop new um, business models and maybe new uh, um, products and services uh, but uh, it takes time at the end. Uh, this is uh, when I um, gave the example of uh, of Shell. Shell is um, improving its uh, in, like its uh, portfolio. So they're buying uh, startups, uh, and so they are different business models at the end. They they bought, for example, Zonen GmbH. This is a, a startup, or not even a, anymore a startup, which um, which uh, supplies um, um, solar batteries for households. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they uh, they bought a new, I think it's New Motion, um, and they they offer um, 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 infrastructure to um, to load the, um, the electric cars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm not aware what they 
what they're building right now in, the, in their company. But it's, I, I find it really interesting that that you need uh, you need a portfolio of different business models, and so you need to still work on new ones, but you need to keep your old ones, uh, and you need to see like um, you need to. This is the transformation. This is not a radical transformation. Um, even sometimes need to be, of course, radical. Uh, but at the same time, you need to to handle this with care. Where do you see the, the biggest potential, um, especially since you are having deep insights into into a lot of businesses and seeing how they're evolving? Where do you see it? Um, because I have the feeling I'm talking to someone who really, um, even when you are really positive and you are really seeing the opportunities, you are as well seeing where we are hitting at in a way. So where do you see or what gives you most of hope and what is for you the biggest yeah, in a way, yeah, what gives you the most hope in, in this whole uh, transformation we are currently in? I think that there are change makers outside there who leading the change at the end. There are people like first of all there are people like um, you see of course, like Friday for Future, if you if you had one of the demonstrations and you see like this energy, mm. and they're consumers, they're the new employees, so um, there will be a change. <laughs> there will be definitely a change. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not just the young people; there are also um, older people. And corporations like Patagonia, which are out there since quite a while, and they're good quite a while, and they want to change something. And what is the name of this um, um, this young man from uh, from the Netherlands with the ocean cleanup project? Oh yeah, I don't know his name. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's also one of these change makers who really uh, wants to change something. And and so we have on the one hand this um, this incredible people who are leading a change in um, from different angles, um, and then we have I think companies like kind of the traditional companies which are um, which already did something good like Patagonia or in Germany we have this uh, bank GLS mm -hmm. um, but at the same time we see like um, startups arising um, especially in the fashion industry there are a lot of new uh, uh, new stars uh, offering sustainable uh, fashion instead of uh, the uh, the fast fashion and I found this really interesting and especially like or if, like um, one other thing like even like the uh, the fast fashion industry is changing a bit like the this corporation they they now offer a sustainable um, fashion uh, lines um, so they are changing as well uh, even this takes some time um, but for this reason I would say yeah I have I have hope for this. So you feel you feel the change, and it's I mean it's becoming more and more obvious that we are we are heading in a direction. I think two years ago it wasn't that obvious as it is today, and I mean what we it just have been two years. We have not so much time, but two years I think it's a it's a, it's a cool thing what happened. And when I summarize it, you just as well have the feeling through your work that. Well, the change is in, invaluable, I hope that's the right word, um, um, but now it's just about how fast do we get it really on the street and how fast do we, we get, uh, how fast the rubber hits the street, right? Yeah, my assumption would be like 2030 we won't have any company outside anymore which is not sustainable. 
Mm. <laughs> this would be like um, like imagine 2030 again. The world is sustainable, and um, so some will survive, some won't survive. But we need to be sustainable. 2030. Nice. It feels like we uh, we touched on a, on, a, on a lot of topics. We had some deep dives. When we when we would pick out the last topic, we, we should definitely talk about what what would it be like. Have we forgotten about something, or is there something particularly that we we, we really have to give us an information out there? <laughs> Maybe one one thing I um I have on my mind at the moment is like um, because. There's a huge discussion always about climate change. And if we speak about sustainability and about the 17 sustain, sustainable development goals, it's not just about climate change, but, uh, and there's a huge but, um, all the things are, like all the goals are interconnected. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is one, of, one of the things which is really important because we, even if we uh, try to tackle uh, climate change, we, we shouldn't forget the other goals because the other goals are also uh, leading to climate change mm -hmm. somehow. And so poverty, we need to solve poverty, otherwise we won't uh, solve climate change. And this is, uh, um, this is one of the things, or zero hunger, it's, uh, it's another thing, and uh, education. And so there are different angles at the, at the end we need to... Um, to have a look at otherwise uh, we won't uh, solve like one of the biggest threats for humanity at the moment yeah i think um i i, I really like this vision of that through climate change that is actually like biggest visible at least in the media and uh, how we discuss it pain we can see in the let's put it in a hard way broken system uh, but With seeing that, it leads us directly to the discussions of all the other problems, which appear like the eight people owning uh, so much um, of, the, of the capital uh, in the world. And I think as well that a, a vision of, especially with this new generation in a way, who are not so much about um, owning things, who are not so much about me, but more about like what is our common vision, what is our common goal. I take myself maybe even a bit back to reach this common goal. I think through this mindset, um, I'm, 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 I'm having a really, really great picture uh, of, uh, of 2030. And I'm, I'm thanking you a lot to contribute with, uh, with Sharkbite with it. And that you made a step out of a, out of a business which gave you a lot of, I think, um, uh, safetyness and, and, I mean, cool projects, cool people around. But going out a step and, and um, doing something which is really valuable for you, and then you are, you are a leader as well, right? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> cool, Sebastian. Thank you for this famous last words. Thank you for your time. It was nice having you here. Thank you to be here. <laughs> Thanks.